Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. Welcome to the best of the week, the run home with Joel and Fletch. And we started off, believe it or not, talking about comdoms in Fiji, or as Brian likes to call them, Keith Bonnies. And we also, well, I'll tell you what else we did. We spoke about my new taxi service, apparently. Anyway, what would you get up to on the weekend? Oh, because um, your little one is on schoolies. Yes. Any, um, have you been in contact? Yeah, we have this morning. Yep, she survived night number one. F1J1? F1J1. And so basically... They're in Plantation Island, mm. and it's occupied virtually by schools from Cronulla. Mm. So six nights, which I think is too much. Like you get, no. mate, it's 18. mate. This screams reality TV. You've got a whole suburb or more yeah. of people on an island for six nights. It's got reputation rip apart written all over it, hasn't it? I hope it's not called F Boy Island. Yeah, it's. I was, um, <laughs> I was mate, watching a bit of that. Isn't that rude? Mm, well, Reese very... rings Kobe. She said, Mum, and she's quite open. She said, Mum, uh, she goes, they're just handing out condoms everywhere. What? You know? What? So, do, so as a parent, and she's, bonnies, they're, they're 18, so most of them, mm. six to go play on. But as a parent. Sorry, what a condom? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes. As a parent. <laughs> local currency. Do you, do you like the fact that they're showing so much prudence? Or yeah. is it a bit like. Beta Mainhoff, front oh, of mind. Yeah, oh, right, yeah, these bad boys, we might as well yeah. use them. But tourists had a novel idea, which I tend to agree with. Say nothing, hand nothing out. Just have a big, fat box of condoms. Word gets out if you need them. Go and put your dip in and go. And, you don't need to go and promote the fact. Put your what in? <laughs> just put dip your dip. hand in there. Oh, dip, sorry. Yeah, just, yeah. what do you reckon? No, I think, well, they all know now. They all do this, um, what, what is it, PH... What's that? PDH, PDHP, P-D-H-P, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they know all about that. I don't think they need to promote it. But Just get I'll, a vending machine yep. next to the carver. Correct. Get into the carver. Get a Keith Bonnie out. Yep. Happy days. Go, go <laughs> but, but, but don't tell condom. me. I don't yeah. want to know. Yeah, condoms built the K. Carver and condom. <laughs> K and K. <laughs> K, K. But my thing is, Brian, I, we'll never know the answer to this, but my thing is, if you didn't hand out the Keiths, yeah. right, the Keith Bonnies, yeah. I reckon the numbers would be lower. I know, I know you're doing the right thing as far as protecting youth, yeah. but I reckon the numbers would be lower. I think it's front of mind now that they're getting the keys. But then you've got to, because if they don't, if they're not handing them out... That's parent- why the tourists have got the solution. Yeah, but what I'm saying, the parents would then go, well, where are they? You know, they should be... They come home, they're, they're all pregnant. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But this is... They're 18, they're 19. They've got to find their way through life. But you know what else they're doing? Like, say, so you, you go to the bar, mm. the Bobby Carr, and all of a sudden... Kalura milk, another K. No, no, so what you might order, well, say, say you order a Kalura milk, right? Yeah, K. Right? They'll say, for an extra three bucks, you can get an extra Leon Bot. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. It's just all stations to so, Wreck-It-Ville. Wreck-It-Ralph. What's the accommodation like? How many kids no, are there? It's only, it's only okay, she said. But um, No, but what, how many kids are on the island? Oh, mate, there's like five or six schools. 
So okay. it, it's like just... 600? Shockers. But I said to my daughter, I said, look, in this scenario, it's got reality TV written all over it. Six nights, tired mm. and emotional, young punks, never have drunk it as much, all yeah. this sort of caper. Keith's been thrown around everywhere. <laughs> right? I said, darling, it is dollar one. There's going to be drama. Yeah. So you just got to make sure that you just shoulder arms... And stay away. Stay away. Walk but away, what's Renault. going on? If maybe we can get a few listeners to call in if their kids are on schoolies. Yeah. What's the update? I want a schoolies update. Yeah. Because I remember um, I was up at schoolies last year. It's probably the best one I've been to in a long time. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. I've got one here, boys. Uh, Fletch. <laughs> Fletch. Fletch. Don't read that book. For Sugar's talking about. Oh, okay. How to influence people. Mm. Otherwise, you were going to start ordering beers for random people you don't know on Cup Day, <laughs> paying for other people's in Macca's drive through and giving random people lifts. <laughs> oh, oh, did I tell you? So I was mowing the lawn. In fact, I was about to mow the lawn, and um, Adam Adam Bake, Bakes from Makita comes driving past, and I'm using the old lawnmower. Cause I haven't oh, yet, was it Makita? I've, got, I've purchased a uh, Makita, but I haven't yet built it. And he sort of pulled up and go, hey, what's, what's Peppy Le Pew? What, what were you using? What I said, brands? mate, I said, come here. I said, look, I'm, I've built it, but I've got to put the batteries. They've got this great Makita um, all-battery um, mower. I yeah. said, mate, I've built it, but the batteries aren't ready. And right. So he was all fine. What were you using? What, what, what a oh, like competitor? An old, an old one, yeah. yeah which Ryobi? is well and truly gone. It was actually. Ryobi's dog shit. Yeah, Makita's the way to go. Correct. <laughs> but, Ads, but anyway. Ads, I need a new one so, if you're listening. So just up the road from us, just up the road from us, as I'm about to mow the lawn, doing the whippersnipping, this lady comes over, a Chinese lady, and she says, oh, can you, um, she said, um, is the bus go to, down to the Cronulla? Can I just say this? Yeah. Are you racially profiling here? <laughs> no. Well, how do you know she was Chinese? Because she's Chinese. If I had said a Danish lady was there, would you be asking me the same no, question? No, I know, but no, I'm just saying. Yeah. Yes, I probably I would because I would have said, are you racially profiling? No, no, but she, she She's said, definitely Chinese. She, yes, she was definitely Chinese. Did she say ni hao? No, I don't know. what. No, she just said, did excuse she say, me. Did she say she she when you gave her the instructions? No, she said, excuse me, does the bus go to Cronulla? Okay. I said, it absolutely does. And after about 20 minutes, there was about there was about... Ten of them, right? And there was about ten of them. Ten of who? Of of their crew, <laughs> of their party. There were ten people together. So they had. Yeah, yet, sorry, they, sorry, sorry. They There's ten yet, people, and they'd been waiting some time. Were they on like? And a it was a Sunday, right? So I don't know. On a shopping spree? Probably. I don't know. Gotcha. I don't know. But so I walked back down, and I said. So this is probably about 200 metres from my house because she's seen me at the front. Oh, come so up she masked. walked up from the bus stop. Yeah, and said, excuse so, me, so there's the a bus nine, go down. The they other waited nine there. the party started there, yeah. stayed there, and she walked up and yes. she said, ni hao. <laughs> yes. So I've finished my whippersnipping, right? This is before I work out that I'm not ready to mow the lawn. And so then I see them still standing there. It was quite warm. So I walked down. I said, hey, guys, do you want me to drop you down the road? I'll drive All you nine down. of them. Yeah. Lucky, yeah, lucky you got and, your and, and, and then, <laughs> And then... I'm trying to do a nice thing, and then about three of them go, oh, no, 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 no. Like, as if I look like a dangerous <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, right? Yeah. So, and and you I had s- boiled lollies in your hand, too. <laughs> Get in the back of my white panel there. <laughs> so, but, but there was ten of them. They said, oh, no, too many, ten people. Yeah. I said, I'll do three trips. It's only three minutes down the road. Yeah, why? Know? Why are you doing this? Because it's, I think it would be a nice gesture. It is a nice gesture. But they declined me. Yeah. They Ashley look, declined. Because you look crook. Ashley declined. Because this doesn't happen. Anyway. Uh, this is a good question from Blue Emu, mm. Sugar. Question without notice, not sure if you do know this, but the Burnley kid, yep. who will he qualify internationally? Oh, I don't know. He, well, he, he'd have his choice, I suppose, because it's a bit like the – who was the Scottish fella, tourist that we've got? Um, Suda. Jason Cummings. Harry Suda. Which one? Harry Suda. Yeah. Harry Suda. Byron Boyle. 
So, so he he played he played uh, in the Scottish Juniors, yeah, yeah, and the then played for the Socceroos. So I imagine it's a similar thing where he born in uh, England, 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 but with the New Zealand background. I think New Zealand would be a, a chance for him if he wasn't to make the English side. Right. So Samoa. Possibly. I don't, I don't know the intricacies of the qualification. Okay. Very difficult to get into England squad. So if you get to, you could be a really good player in the second or third tier of English football. Yes. See, that's where he ends up. Yes. Which is still professional football, playing really good money. He could end up there and play 50 times for New Zealand. <laughs> I'm scared about what's been written. Uh, hang no. on, hang on. This, uh, uh, Brooksy's. Yeah, Sugar, there's a new book coming out. No, this Brooksy wants you to read this. Uh, apparently, it's good. Audio book. Yeah, it's an audio book. How to Win Friends and Kidnap People. <laughs> they probably went freaking out. There's a bloke coming down, no shirt off, with a big, big right, Southern Cross tattoo all across his Georgie best. Just going. Had me, had me mowing gear on, which is all your rent clothes. Where were they come? Where they come from? How I don't did know. they? <laughs> where did they get but from? No, where did they go? How did they get to the bus stop? I don't know. Why didn't you ask that? I don't know what they were doing, but I just... I just it, that didn't sort of come across your mind saying, this is weird. We've no, got they, were just, they were just on a ready tour. They were just having a bit of a ready tour, looking around at the beaches and, and whatever else. I understand that, but how did they get there? I don't know. I don't know. If you get there, they, why didn't you get... How you get back? Well, they probably got there by bus, maybe. And then the timetable on a mm. weekend is probably less frequent than what it would be. What were you getting out of this? Um, what were you getting out of giving uh, 10 Chinese people a lift up the road? Where it's just a nice it? thing to do. I'd, li- I'd like doing nice things for people, Brian. Yeah, I understand that. You got me a coffee today. I thought yes. it was very nice. Yes. Um, but what, and what, you're very good at doing stuff like that I'm yourself. not picking up 10 China pe- Chinese people. Yes, you Never would. Done it. You would do that, Brian. No, no way. Of course you would. No. You're a very giving human. I say yeah, that but to a lot pick, of people. I'm not picking up strangers. People say, what's Bear's head Brian Fletcher like? I said, I'll tell you what. He is... Exactly how he comes across, yep. and probably even nicer. But in I'm not life. giving people lifts that you don't know. I think you would. How do you know not know that they were crooks and they were casing no, it's just the house? Just a gut feel, mate. It's just a gut feel. Anyway, that's what I do. Oh. Aussies, by the way, Oscar Piastri <laughs> and Danny Ricardo. Andy, Andy, Andy <laughs> said, oh, "Andy, this might be called the yeah. text today." They didn't want to lift to Belangelo. <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the week. The run home with Joel and Fletch. Brian was at it again. A bit of illegal dumping. What's Brown Friday, may you ask? And what's the best cure for a headache? I've got a bit of an A grade. I saw a neighbour across the road. They're doing some renovations. Actually, it's not across the road. It's further down. And an old, an elderly lady, because they'd missed the rubbish. Yeah. The rubbish had gone. And so she just threw a bit of cardboard. He's, the neighbour is doing construction. They've got a big uh, skip, bin. skip bin out the front. Yeah. And this uh, elderly lady yeah. threw in... Um, I think it was a vacuum box. She must have got a, a new Johnny Dyson yep. vacuum cordless. And she threw that in there, folded it up nice and neat. He picked it up and threw it out and says, put it in your own bins. He's not an illegal dumping fan? Well, he's got a big a big skip bin. It's huge. Yeah, and and if, if, she's, if she's gone to the effort of folding it down, she's a neighbour, that's going to weigh nothing, right? That's going to take up no space. Is, is this bloke an A-grader or she an A-grader? Listeners, uh, hit me. 736. Uh, I th- Who's the A grade here? I th- does she have to ask? I think well, he's paying for it. Yeah, I understand. But that. she's elderly. It's cardboard. It's not a huge light. He put, probably could put it on the bottom of it. And he knew it was her. He, she he caught her in the act. I was I witnessed the whole was thing. Was she trying to be cheeky no, about the whole no, thing? No, no, no. She must live next door. Ooh. I was going to say something, but it's none of my business. Mm. Is it rude? This is another thing, right? 
Um, is it rude to, if you see someone at the front of their house, is it rude, just asking for a friend, to ask them, I'm in the neighbourhood, have you ever thought about selling? No. Are you allowed to ask them that? Of course you are. Yeah. Why, do you get an offer? Oh, no, 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 no other way around. Um, oh, you wanted to offer ooh, Well, just, just scoping out a couple of things. Yeah, knock on the door. Just scope, you, I didn't knock on the door. Oh, you just bailed them I, up. I was dropping one of the kids off to school. Were you dropping the kids sh- off or you were dropping a carload of uh, Chinese people? No. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you After yesterday. A lot of uh, listeners slid into the DM, said I was getting hammered this morning on the Vossi show, Vossi yeah. and Brandy show. For, for picking up people. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Blue Emu said she's an A grade. And then six, 465 said he is for sure. And then Jason said they're both A graders. Yeah. So that's what. That's... But, oh, what would you do? If the elderly lady, she's just doing her best. But you know what? You let it go. No, but hang on, hang on, hang on. There's more to this. You don't know their relationship. If they're blowing. If there's been, if she's complained about him about other things, if there's been, so that's where you've got to factor in some Okay, let's on. just say there's no history between them. She mm. just put the, the, uh, yeah. it's a good way to Dyson. do it. No history. Just go in straight. What's wrong? What's right? Incognito mode, no history. Because then it's like two wrongs making a right if you're going, oh, you don't know what happened in the past. Because mm, as I've I said before, just... I've got no problem with doing council bins. We pay council rates. Stay yeah. in your LGA, yeah. as Gladys would say. But Is um, this in your LGA, this area? Yeah, this area is my LGA. I yeah. don't go outside my LGA. No. For, well, I did downstairs, but it's my work. <laughs> yeah. And I pay rates here. Yeah, that's right. ID-ing. That's right. That's okay. Dropping it in your own rates. Yes. But no prawn heads. No, no, no. Prawn heads, any seafood must stay in your own bin. Fletch, who's the A grade? If I've done the toll relief for my mum, but her payments are much, much more than mine, should I tax her for doing it? No. Cheers, the headless horse head in bed. <laughs> oh, no, headless. No. Nah. H-H-I-B, no way. But he's showing his mum. His mum was, didn't know anything about Who it. Who cares? He didn't know anything about it. Do we get this like a pyramid screen, the, the aeroplane thing? You know what you should do? What about if you... If, okay, put it this way. If I came up to you, you didn't know anything about this, and I said, if you give me $200, yep. I guarantee you I'll give you $1,500. Yep. Would you do it? Yep. Sorry, $1,300. Yes. Would you do it? Yep. Well, there you go. Sparty, you been down to uh, our pie shop lately? Yeah, I went there the other day. You know, yeah. I got out of a lane. I got out of a lane. I went funky. Got the one with the with the uh, tomato in it and burnt the top of my mouth. Oh, yes, <laughs> and then wash yes. it wash it down with a jam donut. Nah. With any, what what I found were they the jam donuts where they've actually injected both sides of the donut because sometimes only go right. one and it only goes probably one eighth through the middle. But when you get double penetrated either side, <laughs> when you get DP'd oh, on yeah. either side with the jam needles, yeah. oh. Stop the fight. Yeah. Sparty, stop the fight. By the way, um, and many people will agree with this, this is heavy summer content, but pineapples and tomatoes, cold only, thank you. They should never be hot items. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It's breakfast. a run home with Joel and Fletch. What? English breakfast. Roasted tomatoes, you're off your head. Nah, it's a run home with Joel and Fletch. Joel Kane, I'm with you with the, uh, the warm pineapple. Um, yep. I can't be with you with the tomatoes, though. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Don't you just love it? You can't beat like a really good fried tomato for breakfast, Fletch. You really can't yeah, I'm, beat it. I'm with you. Mate, tomatoes at its absolute Colin best, Bradman best, mate of mine, Kane best, whatever you like, when it's on a bit of toast, yep. doused in butter, yep. thinly cut, cold from the fridge, salt and pepper on top. No further questions, Your Honour. That's honor. fantastic. I like that. But what about this? Mm. What about some bread, some butter, some crispy bacon, 
some eggs that are just slightly runny yeah. with a hot roasted Roma tomato with pepper and salt and then a little bit of Worcestershire sauce on it. Oh. So you think that the Whoa. tomato in its Holy pure form... Holy hell, Brian. I'm, I'm <laughs> fishing, it's at its best in that format. No, I'm saying hot and cold. I could go either yeah, way. But when is it at its best? For me? Yes. What I just said. The old big English breakfast. Where do you stand here, Cole Warner? You know what? I don't know what it's called, but if you go to like a really nice Italian restaurant, it's like a, it's it's almost like a minced tomato on a nice bit of sort of um, toasted sourdough. Bruschetta. Can't beat it. Bruschetta. What do you it's mean? Form, you don't know what it's, it's called. It's a form of bruschetta, but it's more uh, form of, of bruschetta. It's more like a uh. mince. Yeah. Well, tomato is very versatile. It is very versatile. Um, I like that. What you're what you're doing. Yep. Um, I just like it in a caprese salad. Yes. You know, a little bit of basil, mm. salt and pepper. Salt yep. and pepper and olive oil are the key for the tomato. But caprese salad, again, is cold, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, if that's the best type of cheese, so the white of the cheese. Burrata. That's the healthier cheese. Okay. Yes. Well, Anyway, uh, Shorty, what do you got? Well, hang on. Dog? Before we get into this, before oh. we get into this, I just got a text coming through. This is the Central Coast Tiger. Fletch, a side note. For the Christmas prawn heads, just flush the buggers down the toilet. Boom. Gone. No smell. Which brings me on to this. So this is an American article that came across my desk, and it's directed at you, all you plumbers, especially you, Dunny. Stop overcharging us. Um, what are this? So for many plumbing companies, Brown Friday, this is in America, marks the busiest day of the year, averaging 50% more calls than the average Friday. So it's after Thanksgiving. <laughs> so when Thanksgiving weekend happens, which is coming up this weekend, 21% of more calls for service than the average Thursday to Sunday period. Often the case is that a house already has partially clogged drains that go unnoticed <laughs> until Friday, until holiday guests arrive and they overwhelm the system. Yes. So plumbers, just they're just sitting back. Waiting for Brown. They're watching the NFL and they're just waiting for Brown. What's, so you've got Black what's Friday. What's it called? Yeah. Brown Friday. Brown Friday. Because <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving's on Thursday. <laughs> Rather than Black Friday, you've got Brown Friday. I'm sure plumbers... It's like Boxing Day. Boxing Day at my joint. Very similar scenes. Yeah. Bo- boxing day, <laughs> boxing. <laughs> but you do you do tend to, and that, that's that's right because you get more guests coming over. You get the crazy aunties, the uncles, the kids putting stuff down the brazo. Yep. And then uh, the roots see the roots get into the old Joseph. earthenware pipe. Yes. Plastic pipe, fine. Yep. Earthenware roots get in looking for water. They get in little. Yep. And they grow from little things. Big things. Big grow. things grow, and, yeah. and the big cables can't get down. <laughs> you know what the worst is? People putting wet wipes down the brazo. They yeah, don't... because they've mm. been caught out without having toilet paper there. They've had to improvise. No. Go on the wet wipes. Some people out. don't give a shit. I'd say <laughs> give a shit. They don't give a shit because what they're doing, because it's easier on the backside, yeah. they don't care about what's further down the oh. system. So they go, oh, this is good. I've seen it. I've seen it, but, but I'm not happy with it. Have you seen it? When I was in the industry. Oh, I thought you were watching. With the prawn heads. Yeah. Is that play on? Well, not, no. You can't be doing <laughs> the, that. The prawn heads is not play on. You can't. No. <laughs> but that's going back to where they come from, ultimately. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not gonna, the prawn heads aren't going to get in because they'll get caught on the roots. They'll they? get caught on the, oh, the wet wipes and also the little white mouse. You know what I'm saying? Oh. The ladies, sanitaries. Oh. Can't be throwing them down the brazo either. No. Wrap them up. No. Put them in the bin. Yes. Or put them in the sinkerator. Did you see? Did you read the other day about a, a bit of a hack for people with headaches? They reckon if you've got a blasting headache, turn the bath on, put your sit in there, and just put your feet only in it. Apparently, the headache goes like that. I don't believe that. You don't believe well, that. Well, I've heard you got a Hillary. <laughs> if you have a Hillary, your headache goes. Really? Worse. Yep. 
Nope. Worse? Yeah, it's worse. Worse. It's not. 100%. Builds the pressure. No, no, no. Hillary, headache gone. Yeah. That should be... Hillary. That should be uh, Nurofen's new... Thomas. Builds yes, the pressure, uh, does it, Tourist? What uh, a headache in what head? What are we talking about? <laughs> oh no, he's got you. He's dragged you down, nah, Shawnee. I've got one for you. Watch this. So, yeah. on your palm, yep. if you get a headache in yep. there, oh. just massage the hand in there. Yeah. Go, give, go. You give like a verbal for the listener. Wait here. It's a little pressure point. Oh, Fletch. Yeah, oh. give a, the listener a bit of a. Verb. I say, listener, on your on your, put your hand out flat, like wide as wide as you can, and it's the thumb area that. Line that goes the three, around the three-point line. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. It looks like a or a goalie it's, line. Yeah. It's where you check Get in there. Where you check how your steak's cooked. Is it? It's about yes. medium rare sort of section. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and then you just press on disco, it. Disco, Dave's doing it. Good studio. on you, Disco. Well done, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We've <Yep>. got which <laughs> one? Welcome back to the best of the week of the run home with Joel and Fletch, and we're talking about the best of. Well, this guy's the best of on the racetrack. James McDonald, J Mac, the champion jockey. Here he is. He's had an absolute stellar spring, and I'm pleased to say the best on the planet in his chosen vocation, James McDonald, a.k.a. J-Mac, joins the run home with Joel and Fletcher. Hello, J-Mac. Oh, very kind of you. How are you, boys? Mate, you've just done it again. <laughs> Third time, best in the spring, um, and you're going to run tomorrow, and then you're off to Hong Kong. Is that right? Yeah, so we got um, no, we got Wednesday races, Friday night races, and then Saturday, and then we take off Saturday night. We've got Sunday races up in Hong Kong, so... Looking forward to it. It's going to be a busy schedule, but yeah, we should be good. Should be good to go. So, James, were you always um, going to go to Hong Kong? Was this always in the plans, or <clears throat> was it not really? I no. actually, um, I actually finished the carnival down in Melbourne, thinking I've got a quiet six weeks up my sleeve with Christmas and New Year's coming up, and uh, yeah, got a call out of the blue. I was always going to go to Hong Kong for only two weeks, though, but. Um, the club's kindly enough given me an opportunity to go there for six weeks, which over that period is really good racing. Um, obviously, we've got the international meeting, which is huge up there uh, in the 10th of um, December. So I was always going to be there for that one, but um, they've all, all they've asked us to stay on or start a week early and finish three weeks later. So it's worked out pretty damn good, I think. So you've, you've got an, um, your young daughter. She just turned one. Is the whole family going to go over? Yeah, we're all shipping oh, up, so that yeah. plane ride's going to be interesting on, yes. on Saturday night. First yeah. nine-hour trip up or nine and a half, whatever oh. it is. But, um, yeah, <laughs> hopefully it goes smoothly because I've got to ride the next day, but should be right. Hey, J-Mac, uh, just take us back. I- I'd love for, for our listeners to get into your headspace prior to the spring. Obviously, you've had a very successful spring, five group ones. But prior to the spring, what was the horse or two that you were most fired up about? And maybe they didn't win for you. I'm not quite sure. But what was the, the one or two horses prior to the spring commencing that you thought, by gee, it's going to be fun with this particular horse? Uh, well, there's, there's you know, two, no two questions about it. It was Romantic Warrior for the Cox Plate. Obviously, it was well documented that it was... Um, I basically worded the owners up in Hong Kong to bring him down. I just thought he would be the perfect Cox Plate horse. And... Um, Look, it doesn't always work out like that, but um, he's a pretty ambitious sort of owner, and he he um, took the chance to travel his his superstar horse over. Um, we're talking Romantic Warrior to, to the Cox Plate, and he got beat first up, and which was a little surprise, but he was just he was just a little bit porky in that, and um, and then he just improved leaps and bounds towards the Cox Plate, and um, yeah, we we're lucky enough to get a result there. But he he he's a superstar horse, and um, yeah, he was definitely the flag bearer for 
for my team anyway, sort of going forward. James, how much research do you do in other horses? Like if you're sitting back, do you watch, it's a bit like rugby league or cricket. Are you watching videos of, of, of races of other horses and say, you know what, I, I don't mind that? Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah that's, there's plenty of that going on. Obviously, knowing your opposition, is, I suppose it's exactly like rugby league. It's, you've got to know the ins and outs there. That everyone's got um, habits they, they gravitate to. And um, so knowing the horse as well as your opposition in terms of jockeys, it's um, very crucial. And, um, yeah, I, I suppose it's we've, we've got to work with two of them because um, we've got t- two brains clicking at once, a horse and a jockey. So um, there's a bit of work to go into it. That's a big part of it, isn't it? Like, clearly, you're, you're a superstar jockey, J-Mac, but, but choosing the horse and the right races and where they place. And, of course, you've had a lot to do with Chris Waller. Now, ironically, both you two gentlemen, uh, New Zealanders, and I've been saying for a long time on this particular program... What happened in the World Cup? No. No, sorry. No. The population of New Zealand, <laughs> J-Mac, is five million or thereabouts. But what New Zealand seemed to achieve on the world stage is pretty phenomenal. You know, what's the secret to... All the success from the Kiwis, would you say? Oh, good, good milk. We're brought up on good dairy milk, good farming life, uh, good morals. No, I don't know. We, we obviously better. We're, we're big rugby fanatics over in New Zealand. We live and breathe it. I suppose every kid, like myself, I even know we all we wanted to do was be an All Black. And I suppose you start with that and you work out where you got to go after that. And unfortunately, size back. Put a stop to that, but um, yeah, no, we're we're pretty lucky. We 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 grew up having a really fun upbringing, I suppose, and not it's that same year, I suppose. But I, I'm not too sure what it is, but we um we seem to have a have a bit of luck anyway on the on the world stage, I suppose. James McDonald, when you're not the superstar jockey and just the fan at home, and you've got a bit of time to watch another sport, is it the All Blacks that you choose to watch? Is there another sort of code you're following closely? Yeah, on NRL, um, I haven't. I've obviously been here um, twelve years now, so the All Blacks have been on the back burner, and um, so the Roosters is my team, and um, I like following them. But Sydney Swans have been good. I enjoy going to a live game with the um, AFL. So that's no, any sport really. I really enjoy my golf as well. So um, yeah, any time I can get out, I get out. I see Sam Clibberton down. He, he's, he plays at my local down at Wallara There, um, he's pretty handy golfer. Do, do you, is uh, is it quite competitive out in the course, James? Yeah, it is. It, bloody yes, it is. We, we we all we all like we all like winning, I suppose. But I haven't really pl- I haven't played with Sam. But um, yeah, there's a plenty of jockeys in the jockeys room that like like to have a swing. That's for sure. Mm, and is there a wager? You, are you having a little, little bit of a wager at the end of it? Yeah, I don't mind it. It's yeah. pretty good, eh? It is good. <laughs> it is good. That's pretty good, eh? <laughs> uh, hey, James McDonald, uh, as you go to Hong Kong, uh, similar question to what I asked you about the spring. Is there one or two that you're extra fired up about when you make your sojourn to Hong Kong? Um, well, I've, I've accumulated a pretty good book of rides probably over the, over the next um, few weeks. So, um uh, well, Romantic Warrior for the Hong Kong Cups, probably the main one. And then, um, yeah, I've got um, Victor the winner in the sprint. Yeah, just just bits and pieces. I should be pre- I should be pretty strong over that international period, um, 10th to 10th of uh, December. What about in the spring? When were you um, – what horse were you most confident on? Um, you know what? It's going to sound funny, but it was Fangirl. Um, 
I thought I thought she was just unbeatable with the in the in the in the new race, the King Charles, which is brilliant um, on Everest Day, and um, her work. Chris Chris Waller was so happy with her, and she was just airborne. She won by about three or four lengths, so she was probably the one. Now, Jimmy, I've been stalking you on social media, and I've seen you've been getting into ice baths. I mean, everyone yes. everyone in the eastern suburbs uh, seems to be posting that sort of stuff. I've been doing it as well. The, the fad is real. Yes. Um, what benefits are you getting out of it, James? Oh, I, mate, just because I put my body through so much, um, like I, I've got to lose a lot of weight, two kilos basically every meeting. Um, so just I get really sore the next day and I just go there early in the morning, plonk myself in and, uh, yeah, I just feel great. I, by the afternoon, I'm ready to attack the day again. So not only for the body, I reckon it was good, really good for the mind as well. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, the jockeys, are you still doing your, your steam rooms and stuff? Or they're saying yeah. that you can actually lose weight by getting into, you know, two and four degrees water. Yeah, that's a, it is, we do a lot of steam room that's or saunas and um, sweat runs or whatever, but um, just to keep maintain a weight, um, nothing's better than jumping in in an ice bath straight after. You just you just feel like you can go again. So we're we're lucky. With a lot of the jockeys' rooms in in Sydney and in Melbourne they actually they supply ice baths and saunas on course. So they're they're fantastic facilities. Do you know what I was talking to a like a, a leading athlete? Uh, what do they call them? Exercise science person. And they said doing a gym session directly after the ice bath, massive results. So most people have an ice bath after an event. Oh, you do it. Yeah, right. Ice yeah. bath then. Ice bath then Ooh. straight into an exercise. All right, Jimmy. What about that? Imagine before uh, a I, Yeah. Jumping into yeah, an ice bath. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it yet? because the aim of the game is I've got to try and lose two kilos. And if I hop in an ice bath, I don't think that I'm going to sweat that well for the next hour. Oh. Well, get get the down the weight and then jump in. I want to know. Yeah, this, that's what James. I do do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know this. I want to know this. When you're in the, is there any sledging f- with the jockeys when you're sitting in there before a group one, or is it all pretty relaxed and you just keep oh, yourself? No, nah, it's all it's all pretty quiet. Eh? It's um, it not, there's no real sledging, but obviously out in the race, there's obviously a lot of chatter going on. I suppose, <laughs> especially early part of the race. As soon as we jump out of the barriers, people are trying to get positions and. Yeah, um, it's a fine fine line, you know. When you get tight, tightening up or something like that, yes, it's there's there's a few words getting exchanged, and um, even late in the piece, we all see the goat, the Ollie, just retiring. He he was mm. very vocal in his and his at, at the finish of the end of a race. So yeah, no, there, there's plenty going on. Welcome back to the best of the week, the run home with Joel and Fletch, a great mate of mine, BBC commentator, legendary broadcaster. Trevor Hunt was in the studio. And here's what we had to catch up with him. A few uh, texts already coming through for our next guest, who happens to be legendary BBC commentator Trevor Hunt, who 20 years ago gave me my very first opportunity on the wireless. And I'm pleased to say he's in Australia, the great man, and he's sitting alongside the missile. Trevor, great to have your company here, old boy. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, I think you misread. It's a legend, not legend. <laughs> so, uh, sorry about that. You brought the weather with you today. Uh, yeah, well, it's just like being back home, uh, except I don't have any water proof gear. And of course, I'm just getting wet. And then you dry up pretty quickly, don't you? How many trips have you made to Australia in uh, your career? Uh, I've been here, uh, coming. I think the first time I came was 2006, but uh, I've 
probably uh, spent something like 15 or 16 months at least in uh, Aussie since then. I just love it. It suits me to the ground. So you put the binoculars down after, typically after a grand final. Yeah. And then you get yourself to Australia most years. Yeah, well, grand final finished, uh, what was it this time, 14th of October on the 16th. Me and the missus were on a flight over here. And we'd been here uh, earlier in the year when I flew home to do the first Super League game. So, you know, that's the way it is. Wow. couple of NRL players heading to uh, the Super League this year, but we've got a couple coming from the Super League to the NRL. Most NRL fans wouldn't have heard of these guys before. Uh, Leon Price and Clyde Pierce-Paul. Very interested to get a little bit of background on these two because none of us had heard of Don Young before. No. And then he has exploded this season to almost one of the best wingers in the NRL. No, well, Dom Young's been absolutely fantastic. He's one of these youngsters, isn't he, that was, I think he's from Huddersfield way. Yep. And uh, he, he's actually come over very early on, got into the NRL system and taken on. When you're talking about Young Price, and I, I don't think it's Leon, is it? Um, because Yeah, uh, I've got Leon there. As I was saying, I was like, that was his dad, wasn't it? That's we, we, his dad, Will yeah. Price. Yeah. Will Price. Will Price, yeah. Price, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know. You guys know you're right, so yeah, uh, it's Price anyway. Yeah. But he, he's a he's a cracking young player, and uh, with Huddersfield, you know, he, he probably wasn't fitted into the system quite as it should be. Now his dad, obviously, was a great player, came yes. over here famously one year. When would it be? 19, uh, 2008 or something. Said that. Blackpool was better than Bondi <laughs> when, uh, when right. he was quoted in the... Was uh, he a 5 uh, said, Yeah, he was. Yeah, Sydney Morning Herald. Well, yeah. Yeah, and actually, it set up the test really nicely. But yeah, he's a great player. He's young price. He's good off either foot. He's got a good set of, uh, pair of hands and he's quick as well. What and position? He's a halfback usually, but he's been playing fullback. So he, he's a player who might go well. It's like everything when you come over to the NRL. The pressure that the players are under is like something I'm sure they've never experienced at home. Yes, it's great being a good player in Huddersfield or places like that, but when you come out here you're under the spotlight, aren't you? There's nowhere you can hide. You know, whatever bar you're in, yep. somebody mm. will know who you are. Back home, yes. they won't, unless you're in your local. So it's a bit like that, really. Well, Brandon, who Brandon is the Smith, other one you he came out and said the same thing, even just from Melbourne. So certainly yeah. Sydney and Brisbane, you're in the fishbowl. Yeah, uh, you are. And you're under the, so the other players that have come out, Trevor, and I'll be fascinated You've called these guys so many times. I'll be fascinated to think who you think is the cherry pick to have the better career out here. So you've got uh, Will Price, who you've mentioned, Kai Pierce-Paul, and you've also got Morgan Smithies, who's going to Canberra. Yeah, well, Morgan and Kai Pierce-Paul, uh, Pierce hyphenated name, they're both from the Wigan Warriors. So they were members of the championship of the grand final winners this year. Yes. Now, Kai Pierce-Paul came from London, rugby union base, and he's done exceptionally well. He's tall, he's range, he's got good hands. He's a second rower or centre, but he can actually play at halfback as well. Now, he is a good prospect. You catch him early. Morgan Smith is, I think he's, a, if I'm trying to think right here, and I might be wrong on it, but I think he's a Halifax-based lad from a club called Siddle. He's a hard-working back rower. He, we've not really seen in the UK that he's been one that's been creative. He's a bit more of a hard defensive guy and he'll take in the hard, hard meters, hard yards, whatever you want to call it. He'll work really hard. He might fit in with the work ethic that's expected over here. Pierce Paul might need a little bit of um, guiding along the way because mm. I would imagine in the NRL having seen and watched it over mm. the years with the likes of Bateman, Whitehead, 
Hodgson. The English guys come over and they're ready for a good smacking, aren't they, really? Because yeah. they've got a good contract, they're English. Yeah. You know, we're not supposed to be as tough as you guys and they've got to get a bit of extra attention, just yeah. like you got at Salford, Joel. <laughs> That's <yeah>. right. <laughs> what about um, Matty Moylan? So he's going to your, your, your club. Yeah, well, Lee Leopards, I mean, they're a side who didn't exist, if you're talking about names, 12 months ago. They were the Lee Centurions. And there's a story behind yeah. that. The Centurions... Uh, they'd misspelled it. They meant it was supposed to be 100 years old, uh, they were trying to talk about, which is a centurion, but they call them centurions, <laughs> which is a Roman general, so they went with all the Roman gear, and he only has like uh, 80, uh, 80 soldiers in his cohort, and he's yeah. actually a sergeant, so they got it all completely wrong. <laughs> so they renamed it, rebranded it, the Leopards when they were in Super League this year, and everybody went, oh, what name is that? They misspelled it, they misspelled <laughs> it, anything you could, of course... Wipe the smirks off the face. The owner, Derek Bowman, why wow, you'd have to, you'd love him over here. He's got three, four Lamborghinis, all in leopard print. Wow! Oh, he only nice. wears leopard print suits. Is, is he? Yeah, is okay. it? Uh, is it decking or something? Isn't it? Is yeah, it's A and B Sundex. I mean, so, I live in Lee <laughs> or near enough. We don't get enough sun for Sunday <laughs> ever, ever. Yeah, he seems to have uh, with caravans and sites like that in the UK where he actually. Um, has the uh, patent on this and yeah. so there's a lot of money coming in uh, for Derek and you know flamboyant doesn't come in with if he knew this was going on he would fly out and yeah. do your pro he really really loves it Derek and the town love him but yeah um, I was on a, with Kieran Purdle on one of my radio programs a few weeks ago and he was saying that in Lee the current um, the current um, oh, what's the currency is leopard print. Wow. If you were leopard print. And like I'll tell it. you, I'll give it's you a this bit of a Warwick Cupper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So when they won the Challenge Cup, they have an open top deck bus that goes around the, like the town. And it was amazing. Over 70 odd thousand. Really? Well, yeah, there's only 40 odd thousand supposedly live in the town, 70 odd thousand on the route and in the town hall. I'm on the top deck. Derek said, you can come on the bus, but you must wear leopard print. Oh. <laughs> now, this is 45 minutes before they go in. We're doing a program there. I don't have any leopard print, <laughs> but my wife had a leopard print T-shirt. Oh, yes, please. So I put it on. <laughs> God, it was tight. Size 12. It's tight on me. So whilst I first went to join the bus and Derek gave me the one, so yeah, you'll do, my wife went and bought size 16 from the local um, superstore or whatever. <laughs> and uh, I had to wear that with a black jacket on the top that I could be oh. on my bus. So, uh, and, and that was a very... I, I loved watching the highlights of this. You've got a father... Adrian Lamb, yeah. and his yeah, son kicks cool. a winning goal yeah. to win the Challenge Cup. You're calling it for the BBC. That would have been one of the bigger moments of a rugby league game, I think, you've probably ever called, wouldn't it? One of those well, moments? it was my 25th Challenge Cup final, and it's my hometown club. And as a kid, I'd been there when they'd won it 52 years ago, so I've been around that long. And just to see it was amazing. And then I spoke to Adrian Lamb after, and he was saying that... Um, he actually uh, went on air saying that he was... They had a, a move whereby the ball was supposed to go out to uh, the fullback. Um, I forgot his name now. It was supposed to go out to the fullback. Yep. He was supposed to go for a goal, right? But as the ball was going to him, he was under pressure. So the next aspect of the move was everybody was closing on him because they were expecting... Gazzabrain was expecting the ball to go to him. So the next play was he went left to Lachlan 
because everyone's closing on Gaz O'Brien and Lackland was not supposed to be picked up and he wasn't. And he said, I could see everybody closing and then I thought in those seconds, my son is going to win the Challenge wow. Cup for Lee as Lackland. As in on he him. could see it, wow. what was going to Makes unfold. Stand up. Yeah, yeah, what was going to unfold. He could see that O'Brien wasn't going to make the winning drop goal. It wasn't going to be hist no. history. It was going to be Lackland Lance, wow. and it turned out That's to be that. Cool. What about this Challenge Cup and the stories you can have, like the one that Trevor's just shared there? I like then. the concept of it. So I really do. This is one of my favorite. My hairs are standing up thinking about this, and admittedly <laughs> they're mates, right? But yeah. Western Sydney here in Australia, there's two young blokes, and I've shared it on the program, but I have not shared it with you, Trevor, where... You've got two kids in the same team in under-8s, being coached by Steve Price, is who I'm talking about, yeah, Justin yeah. Holbrook. Under-8s, they're playing together. Mm. The late Chicka Price, the great man, he was the coach of the team. And then all of a sudden, that's a photo of them playing in under-8s. Yeah. And now there's a photo they've both got on their walls where it's these two kids from Western Sydney who came through the ranks together out at Reesby Way. And now in between them for a photo is somebody who couldn't have had more of a different life, Prince Harry. <laughs> so it's just, it makes, as I said, my hairs are standing up talking Both about it, to have these two yeah. battler kids from the yeah. Sydney West, and in between them is the bloody Prince Harry. It was, yeah, it was yeah. quite cool. remarkable. Uh, people, a lot of text messages coming through, a lot of people asking about Magic Round, announced for Ellen Rhodes in Leeds. Yes. And it's gone down like a prick balloon. Yeah, it's not popular. I mean, look, the concept of magic, which was started in Millennium Magic 2000, yeah. was, oh, it's just a few years after that, but the, the concept was that it was to promote rugby league in areas that don't really play rugby league, but yeah. seem to have some sort of following. So it started in Cardiff, you know, obviously the Welsh Rugby Union did well, and then you might have played it when it was in that no, area. No, I, I missed just, it, I missed it. Oh, yep. yeah. And then, of course, it, it's uh, this will be the sixth venue. They've been to Cardiff, they've been to Liverpool. Liverpool, I thought, was a disaster because, you know, it was on the periphery of Rugby League area. There was a marathon on that weekend. Oh, yeah. You know, not good. Newcastle, though, seems to be a spiritual home. It's a little bit of a trick. Uh, trek. It's about two and a half uh, hours for most people to get there. You have a great weekend. The pubs welcome you. There's plenty of bars. And the ground and the ground staff are, are fabulous. So, great. Ellen Road. Yes, it's in the heart of rugby league land. But it's not even a rugby league ground. It's a football ground. Mm. It's not got the greatest facilities. Seats about 40,000, I think, or maybe 50,000. I might be doing that a disservice. But again, it's not in the city. You can't just drop out of there. There's a place called Gravelly's Chippy. Well, they'll be swamped. They <laughs> won't have enough fish, peas, chips and butter <laughs> for 40,000 to descend on that. They'll have a lot of money, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's not. There's I'll only one happy. bar round about. Yeah. 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 Um, Trevor, can I use you as a bit of a talent scout? <laughs> so I'm, I'm a Bulldogs fan here in the NRL, and we are desperate for some front rowers. And our best front rower of the past 10, 15 years was, of course, James Graham. Yeah, yeah. Is there somebody out there at the moment, preferably a younger player, who you think could have an impact on the NRL, like a, a James Graham, a Sam Burgess, um, an Elliot Whitehead, a John Bateman, of that ilk, a tough, no-nonsense, but ball-playing Front rower. Well, there's one at Wigan, and you know, by the time we finish this program, there'll be nobody left at Wigan with the way they're all going. But uh, Tyler Dupree um, played for Salford, and one of the uh, players, you know, they couldn't afford to keep because of his contract. He's gone to Wigan. He's really impressed in his time there. He's quick. 
He's got a step, and he he doesn't mind the rough stuff. He gets a little bit involved. Perfect. In fact, at Salford, he was probably giving away a few too many penalties at, at the time, but he seemed to got rid of that in his game. And then he's made the great uh, the England team that played against Tonga under Sean Wayne. And you know, Sean Wayne, um, he is a he likes a tough forward. He doesn't yep. like any forwards that don't want to take it in where it hurts and, and hurts and hurts and hurts. And Tyler Dupre. Tyler Dupre, yeah. Thanks for listening to the best of the week, the run home with Joel and Fletch. Don't forget, you can catch us live Monday to Friday in your afternoons. If you miss that, the podcast is always waiting for you through Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe and see us, Our Ugly Melons, on YouTube. So subscribe to the run home with Joel and Fletch and social media, TikTok, Twitter and Instagram. At Joel Fletch SEN, we'll catch you next time.